This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hey there, folks. JC Delatore here, creator of Vampires of Whitechapel. And we just wanted to say thank you for your support of the show. Response has been great, and we're really encouraged. Please continue to share the show with your friends and family, and please remember to rate and review the show in your favorite podcast app. It's so vitally important to our success as it helps others find us. Also, we have a drive to get 500 patrons on Patreon before year's end. If we can get there, we can guarantee Season 2 of Vampires of Whitechapel. It only costs $1 monthly, and it gets you access to a ton of cool perks, including exclusive Patreon-only episodes, AMAs, interviews with creators and your favorite actors, and more. To join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. Finally, Midnight Syndicate has graciously allowed us to use their music for this audio drama. All the music used can be found and purchased at their site at midnightsyndicate.com. That's it for me. Let's see what scary thrills we have in store this week. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment presents The Vampires of Whitechapel Episode 7 Vampires in Casticha Castle Written by J.C. De La Torre Music in this production provided by Midnight Syndicate and is available at midnightsyndicate.com Note, this show contains strong language, dramatic scenes of horror, and descriptions of violence or gore that could be unsettling to young listeners. Parental discretion is advised. They're coming. She'll be here any moment. We need to go. Who are you? Oh, Poppy. Please don't tell me Alistair didn't mention me. You're him. The Ripper. <laughs> Truth be told, I always hated the name. Damn reporters trying to hype up the hysteria. Fake news. We need to move, child. Why should I go anywhere with you? Because if you don't, you're gonna end up in jail for murdering your fellow agent. I love our kind doesn't do well behind bars. Careful, Poppy. Don't be getting any Ambrose on the upholstery. Where are you taking me? Egypt. 
Memphis, to be exact, because you've been summoned. By whom? By Queen Taninagua, of course. Who? My God, did Alastair tell you anything at all? I haven't seen that bastard since the day he turned me. Well, it broke one of the cardinal rules we have. You're not supposed to turn anyone who refuses the gift. You have to truly want life over becoming a burrito. I chose the burrito. Indeed you did. Guards, seize the infidel! Out of nowhere, two of the Egyptian guards grabbed me. Now, your highness, are we even on the Draugr thing? May I go about my business? Yes, Jackie Hotep. You may. Uh, Jack! <laughs> I'm sorry, Poppy. It was you or me, and, uh... Well, I'm sort of fond of me. I hope you understand. If not, it won't matter soon. <laughs> I know you're cross with me. It's quite understandable. Our little Ariana has built quite a following with you lot. So, I'm sorry I had to go down that way. There was nothing against her. She was a lovely child. And here I am following in her footsteps, talking to you. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure why. Just seems right. I know, I know. The last thing you want is to hear Saucy Jack ramble on about being a royal and whatnot. I am, you know. Pure blood. I should be wearing purple. I never took too much to the colour. That Jackie Otep stuff, uh... None but my mum. Her Highness. Queen Tatinarqua herself calls me that. Hell, if you even know that name. That's right. Jackie boy is a right prince. Or, as I've dubbed myself, the vampire formerly known as Prince. <laughs> oh, see you see, dear. What's she call you anyway? Mortals, cars, food. I'll go with she. <laughs> is that okay? Anyway, you see, when the Queen Mum says, Jackie, Bring me that scrumptious morsel, Ariana, and your child, Alistair. There isn't really anything I could do but comply. Especially after that Draugr incident. Which, no, I'm not telling you about. Well, at least not tonight. No, my good sheep, tonight we're going to talk about love. I figure a good love story will get your mind off the nastiness about to happen to Ariana and Alistair. This story has a bit of everything. The dashing leading man, the beautiful vixen who took his heart. Their fight for survival, and then finally, the tragedy that tore them apart. So what say you? Join me down this trip on memory lane. Oh, don't worry about Alistair and Aliana. You'll find out what happens to them soon enough. Indulge me. It'll be a spot of fun. Let's see. It was around... Uh, 1603? Or was it 04? I don't recall the exact year. When it'd been around for a few thousand years, it all runs together. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was bumping around the small omelet called Kastitsa when I met a widowed countess named Elizabeth. Or, in today's vernacular, Elizabeth. It was happenstance, really. I'd just come above ground. Well, I should probably explain that right quick. You see, as a vampire, you need, well, holidays. Not for you colonials, vacations. From all the death and misery around you. Yes, you're all cattle to us, but every once in a while, your friendly neighborhood vampire gets a little tired of tearing apart your gran. I feel a little bad about eating the insides of a six-year-old Susie Q, snuffing out her life before it really began. I send her parents into a grieving fit. So, we go to Grant, sleep for a uh, hundred years or so, to shake off the doldrum of immortality and let the world change around us. When we emerge, everything is anew. All those who brought us pain are gone. And we can be our dastardly selves again. No strings attached. I returned from one such slumber, found myself in Bulgaria. It was a pretty place with tiny little villages, complete with plump little villages to get my fill from. What intrigued me was a great big castle up on a hill. It reminded me of some of the great structures in England and France. Absolutely beautiful. I decided to go take a look. As the sun set and my powers returned to me, I took to the air to get over the massive walls. Oh right, Alice, I told you we don't fly. Well, he can't fly, or transmogrify, but we'll talk more about that another time. Once I was over the walls, I noticed a light in one of the towers. Intrigued, I scaled up to its window. It was then I saw her for the first time. My Elizabeth. A beauty she was. Dark brown hair, elegant features, big uh, <laughs> eyes. She was a sight. Ariana's bonny ass has nothing on her. Elizabeth was as naked as a newborn babe, just emerging from her bath. And I just stayed at the window, watching. It was a screaming that alerted me to her knowing of my presence. <gasps> Guards! Guards! Oi! None of that now, my lady. How dare you? I am the Countess of Kastitsa. Oh, la da I'm the Prince of Foratu. Foratu? Where is this Foratu? Is it Ottoman? Oh, we're up in the mountains. Near Transylvania. So, you've been deposed. Your Grace, do you require assistance? Fool! He could have killed me by now. That's more true than you know. I'm sorry, Your Grace. Just be gone from my sight. He's royalty and no threat. Well, I wouldn't say that. Do you plan to harm me? Not tonight. So it's settled then. You can go. Yes, Your Grace. So, tell me about this land of yours, Prince... Call me Jack. Prince Jack. We talked into the wee hours of the morning. Wouldn't make love. Well, at least not that night. <laughs> Never mind what Alistair said about love. 
It's all in working order, mind you. Every now and then, you meet the right someone, and well, some old mortal tendency to come back. <laughs> it's not my fault no one floated his fancy into Loriana. Honestly, I thought he was gay. Not that it would have, you know, mattered to me who put in his biscuit. Old Jackie boy has had many loves in his lifetime. Some of them still knocking about. Trust me, sheep, there's nothing worse than an immortal ex-girlfriend. It'll be a couple of months into our courtship before I reveal myself to her in my true form. Surprisingly, she didn't show the slightest fear. In fact, she seemed uh, aroused as she watched me feeding on a servant girl, Lucella. She'd bring me more each night, and after my blood rage subsided, we would make love in the remains, covering ourselves in the blood and the muck. Well, it was rather disgusting now, I think, on it. Of course, as the servant girls began to turn up missing or dead, questions began to be asked. I am Georgi Therizo. His Lord Ferenc Naresti charged me with the protection of Lady Bathory and her progeny. I must ask you, Prince Jack, you've been here for some time. What are your intentions with the Countess? I believe, my good man, my intentions have been clear. And they are? To penetrate Lady Bathory until she begs me to stop, of course. <sighs> you've brought Satan into this house, sir. Oh, Mr. Therizo. The devil's been around long before I arrived. As Thurzo left in a huff, I had a sneaking suspicion he'd be trouble. Yep, Elizabeth didn't seem concerned. Thurzo, he's harmless. He's Lutheran. We're all going to hell in his eyes. Ah, but you, Lady Bathory, are definitely on your way. No thanks to you, you beast. So... When are you going to share your power with me, my love? On our wedding day? <laughs> wedding day? <laughs> Who said anything about a wedding day? Well, you can't expect the Countess to continue to live in sin, can you? You've been doing a right fine job on it so far. Don't you love me, Jack? Yes, of course I do. But you have to understand, love. <laughs> if you can make this choice... There's no going back from it. You like me forever. I don't see the problem. I couldn't give her the gift. As much as my heart fluttered every time I saw her, I knew she was a nutter. It's forbidden by our kind to make one of us out of a man-woman. Someone insane would give us away, making our lives all the more difficult. No. There'll be no red wedding in our future. I knew what we had was temporary, and that eventually, I'd probably leave her. Or eat her, in the carnivorous sense. The years clicked by, and more and more girls from the villages ended up missing. Elizabeth had opened an etiquette school, where the poor townsfolk would send their dear daughters to the Countess to learn how to be proper young ladies. Instead, Elizabeth would subject them to sadomasochistic tortures that elicited a sick pleasure. She'd put those girls through agony, then turn them over to me to finish them off. 
It wasn't even fun for me anymore. What was worse, since I denied her immortality, she grew more and more consumed by wanting to stay young, keep her youthful, beautiful bloom. She began to take two girls a night, one for me to feed upon, and one for her to drain dry and bathe in their blood. It won't work. Bathing in their blood won't restore you. Well, you won't help me, you bastard. Every year, I grow older, while you stay the same. I know you plan to wait for me to be withered and worthless, so you can feed upon me with no remorse. That's nonsense, love. I'm here with you because I love you. Lies. Every word escaping your lips is a falsehood. I've never stayed anywhere this long, Elizabeth. I'm here for you. But we have to be careful now. Thurzo has someone new working with him. Someone named Grosvenor. I've told you, Thurzo is nothing. He's the palatine to King Matthias. No one other than the king has more authority. They can't touch us. We're nobility. Nobility didn't save Henry III of France or Mary the Queen of Scots. The greatest fault of nobles is to believe they're untouchable. But Elizabeth simply wouldn't listen. She even began to have her guards head down to the villages and snatch young girls, bringing them back to the castle for her fancy. I had to meet this new man myself. I found him in a pub. He'd had a few pints in him and I found him... Perfectly forthcoming. She's a vampire. What makes you say that? Thurzo allowed me to examine some of the corpses. Drained of blood, mutilated beyond recognition. It's definitely a vampire. Ah, then there's nothing that can stop her. Nonsense. They can be killed. I've done many myself. Oh, really? How does one kill an immortal? First, a stake right through their heart. It took... Everything I had to fight back my compulsion to laugh at his face. The only thing a steak does is ruin a good shirt and piss us off. Then you take their heads, separated from their body. That one got my attention. Then you burn both the head and the body until nothing but ash remains. How do you capture it? Her. Of course, her. Aren't they supposed to have... Superior strength and speed. That they do. Uh, Mr. Jack. Mr. Jack. Uh, you seem to know a lot about them yourself. Are you a hunter? Of sorts. I've never killed an immortal, though. That's the common misconception. None of them are immortal. They just haven't been killed yet. After our uh, disturbing conversation, I followed Grosvenor to his inn and watched him as he prepared his kit. Sure enough, he had a small arsenal with him. He was indeed a vampire hunter, and not a charlatan either. Most hunters piss their trousers at the sight of one of us some blood rage. This guy, though, there was no fear in him. Just confidence. It unsettled me to no end. Yet, Elizabeth was defiant as ever. You don't understand... He's a vampire hunter. He's coming for me. But he thinks it's you. He can't touch either of us. Tell that to him as he takes your head. When did you get so overly dramatic, Jack? 
you could tear him limb from limb before he rose his axe. I don't like it. I think it's time to move on. Fine. Leave. Go. You won't marry me. You obviously care more for yourself than for me. So go. Come with me. Are you mad? I'm the Countess of Kastitsa. I have my children here. I can't cowardly run off with you. I can't protect you from them. You could. You choose not to. Fair enough. But it's forbidden for me to make someone like you. Someone like me? Uh, what I mean is... Someone's at the door. At this hour? I knew who it was. Grosvenor and Thurzo. What was worse, Elizabeth had our latest kills flooding in her bathtub, cooling for her bath. The body's strewn aside and, well, clearly visible. Could I have quickly tidied up for her? Huh, certainly. But I've seen these winds before, dear she. Where the hell is Rogers? Hello? Who is there? It is I, Lady Bathory. I must see you this instant. This is highly irregular. Please, your grace. It is of the gravest importance. Open up in the name of the king. Very well. Caesar, hold her tight. They are unnaturally fast. What is the meaning of this? Unhand me! Be silent, daughter of Satan. Lady Bathory, you are under arrest for the murder of a countless number of young maidens in and around our village. What? Don't be ridiculous. You are a vampire, Lady Bathory. I have seen the mutilated bodies. The signs are unmistakable. Vampire! You superstitious fool! I'm not a vampire! Search the premises. Where is your man Jack? Have you killed him as well? Jack? Jack is here. He can clear this up. Uh... Who is this Jack? You've met him, you fool. Some vampire hunter you are. He's in league with you, then. Sir, I... You must come. I, I can't describe it. What is it? A bathing tub. Of... Blood. The bodies. N no I, I I can explain. Take her. Ferzo, you know me. You've protected me for years. You've watched over my children. <sighs> you are in the last months of your life. You do not deserve to breathe the air of the earth or see the light of the Lord. You shall disappear from this world and shall never reappear in it again. As the shadows envelop you, may you find time to repent your bestial lifestyle. No, stop. Release me. I'm nobility. You can't do this. Find the children. Make sure she hasn't murdered them as well. I tried to tell you, sir. I want no talk of vampires. I can't have this village in a panic. We need to find this, uh, Jack. Yes. I believe he is the originator of all this horror. As you can imagine, dear sheep, it didn't go well for my dear Elizabeth. Of course, once Grosvenor was on my scent, 
I wasn't going to be found. I did return for the trial. Well, it wasn't really a trial, as, a, as the testimony was acquired in secret. Grosvenor had already moved on to his next village, so I hide in the shadows, as we are wont to do in daylight. Two days of testimony from over 70 witnesses doomed her. She was accused of as many as 600 deaths. King Matthias wanted her executed, but Thurzo talked him out of it, on account that the family was nobility, and it would disgrace them and, well, potentially make an enemy of Transylvania, where the family held its seat of power. She was sentenced to life in the castle she loved so much, Kastitsa Castle. But it wasn't a happy ending, dear sheep. My Elizabeth was bricked into a small set of rooms, with only tiny slits allowing for ventilation and the passage of food. True to his word, Thurzo made sure she never saw the light of day. Of course, I know what you're asking yourself. If I loved her, why did I not free her from her prison? I knew I couldn't save her. She was too high profile now. If I freed her, it would have begun a manhunt and substantiated Grosvenor's claim of vampires in Castitza Castle. Saucy Jack wasn't looking to lose his head. I did go see her once before her death. She again pleaded for me to turn her, that she couldn't endure the isolation any longer. I did break my heart to leave her there. And in my future dalliance, I ensured it wasn't falling for a madwoman, or man, as it may be. But Elizabeth would die in her bricked-up hell. So, why did I share this tale with you? Oh, well, you know, there's been fake news about old Jackie boy that I wanted to clear up, and since I don't partake much in the tweet face or snapbook or <laughs> whatever it's called, I figured I'd follow in little Ariana's footsteps and set the record straight. Maybe I'll see you soon. I'll give you another tale, personally. Cantello, you have someone here to see you about the Grayson case. Oh? How can I help you, sir? Oh, it is I who can help you, Agent Cantello. My name is Grosvenor, Thomas Grosvenor, and I know what happened to Agent Ambrose and Agent Grayson. Thank you for listening to Vampires of Whitechapel. If you like our show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps that podcasts are aired. Be sure to rate and review our show so more listeners like you can find us. If you'd like to listen to commercial-free versions of this podcast and ensure the next season of Vampires of Whitechapel, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. We will have exclusive Vampires of Whitechapel content, including Patreon-only episodes, early access to these episodes, and behind-the-scenes interviews with actors and creators, all just for you. In this episode, Jack the Ripper was played by Alexander Dottie. Elizabeth Bathory was played by Calliope Collicott. Thurzo was played by Richie Madewell. Thurman Grosvenor was played by Paul Arbizzi. Thomas Grosvenor was played by Carl A. Nordman. 
Geonazos was played by Jerry Kokic. Larissa Cantillo was played by Rita Delatore. Man number one was played by J.C. Delatore. Guard number one was played by T.J. Faulkner. The episode was written, produced, and directed by J.C. Delatore. Music for this episode was provided by Midnight Syndicate. Find more of their music at midnightsyndicate.com. You can find out the latest news and developments regarding this audio drama at vampiresofwhitechapel.transmissionsfromatlantis.com and our Facebook page, Vampires of Whitechapel. You can also communicate with fans of Vampires of Whitechapel on our Discord channel, hosted by Podcast Junkie. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Vampires of WC, and follow our vamps, at Ariana Grayson, at Alistair the Vamp, and at Jack the Ripper WC. But be warned, if you at them, they just may at you back. This has been a production of Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Be sure to join us in two weeks as we bring you another spine-tingling chapter from our vampire coven. And now, Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkly. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkly. Next, do you believe in ghosts? Most people don't but they'd change their minds quickly if they spent a night in the Haunted Hotel. That's the famous nickname of the Waldorf Anstoriger Hotel located in the historic city of Sandusky, Ohio. Built in 1890 on the site of a street battle between local candy makers, union rabble-rousers, and city police, the hotel has long been touted as haunted by the ghosts of the men killed there that fateful day. Guests who stay in room 305, for example, often complain about being awakened in the wee small hours by the sound of Someone noisily chewing taffy. Across the hall in room 302, guests have reported that their sleep was disturbed by the incessant popping of bubblegum. And diners in the hotel restaurant have had entire tables upset by the unseen spirits of union agitators, climbing up to give long-winded speeches. The hotel is still open for business and does a booming trade during the month of October. Believe it or forget about it. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Paris Theater, Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It, brought to you by Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.